You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast. We're talking about rivers of living water. We're talking about praying in the Holy Spirit. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, Paul writes to Timothy and says, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. What gift would that be? Well, it would be the filling of the Holy Spirit. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So the Holy Spirit is in us, a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and the spirit of a sound mind. So Paul is telling Timothy to stir up the gift that is already in him. Now this is important. There is no instruction in the New Testament for believers to ask God to resend the Holy Spirit. People pray this way all the time. I marvel that people do it in church. People have been saved for years. And it's because of a lack of teaching, and it's really because of a lack of adherence to the Word. They don't really read it. They don't really pay attention to what's said. Let me show you a great case in point. This is Acts chapter 4, and this is in a crisis period when the church really needed to have the help of the Holy Spirit. Peter and John were beaten and commanded not to speak again or teach in the name of Jesus Christ. So listen to Acts 4.23, being let go. They went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. In other words, what they're doing, you said would happen, and they're only fulfilling the Scriptures. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Interesting. Two, three things here. Number one, the place shook, not the people. And today a lot of people would call when people shake that that's the move of the Holy Spirit. Not so. No place in Scripture does it say that the Holy Spirit moved on people to shake them and uh, we know the Holy Spirit was moving because the people shook. The building shook. That's what happened here. The actual building itself began to shake. God shook buildings in the book of Acts. 
and that's important. It was not something that the people were doing. What a lot of people call the move of the Holy Spirit today is nothing more than human response or human emotion. And I get it. People, human beings are emotional, and we want to respond emotionally. But before we begin to call these things out as manifestations of the Holy Spirit, we need to read the Word carefully. Another thing here, they did not ask God to send the Holy Spirit again. In fact, there's not one prayer in the New Testament that tells us to pray for God to resend the Holy Spirit. Here is what Paul said to Timothy, Therefore I remind you, or I put you in remembrance, that you stir up the gift of God which is in you. It's already in you. Once you've received the Holy Spirit, He's already in you. Now it is up to you to stir up the gift. So the infilling of the Holy Spirit that was given to Timothy when Paul laid hands on him enabled him to do certain things. Paul said, stir that gift up. He didn't say, ask the Father to give you the Holy Spirit again. Now, Paul makes it very clear that praying in the Holy Spirit begins with an act of the human will. Listen to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 15. When Paul is talking about speaking with tongues, here's a question that he poses. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Nothing could be more clear. Praying in the Spirit begins when we will to do it. It is not the Holy Spirit that makes us do that. He helps us. He enables us. But we are the ones who initiate the praying in the Spirit or the speaking with tongues. In every instance, speaking with an unknown tongue is initiated through an act of the human will. I know people can mistake that if they're in an emotional state. And, and to be sure... Sometimes people respond emotionally to the Holy Spirit. And a lot of that depends upon how people are wired. Now, when I first became a follower of Christ, I placed a tremendous weight on emotionalism and emotional feelings and so forth. But I learned over the years as I watched that the people who were given to the strong emotions did not have the most solid walks with Christ. They were not stable all the time. They were not the most mature. They were given to the roller coaster of human emotions. There were times when they were really on fire for God, and then there were times they were super discouraged. They had super high highs and super low lows. I learned I don't want to be like that. I want to be on an even keel. And so I learned that my feelings and emotions did not govern the flow of the Holy Spirit in my life, that I could have an amazing flow of the Holy Spirit when I didn't feel great emotion. That may be a shocker to you, but it's the truth. If the Holy Spirit initiated all of the speaking with tongues and all the gifts of the Spirit, if He did that, He would no longer be the Helper. He is a parakletos, one called alongside to help. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 14 was written to believers 
to aid them in the appropriate operation of speaking with tongues. If the Holy Spirit starts speaking in tongues in all of us, He's the one that starts it. If that's the way it is, who is Paul to tell the Holy Spirit how to operate this gift? Well, there is a lot of confusion with this gift because we humans, we believers, have the power to initiate the speaking with tongues. And for that reason, we have to be given instructions as to how to use them. Let me read to you, 1 Corinthians 14, 6. But now, brothers, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you unless I speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by teaching? Even things without life, whether a flute or a harp, when they make a sound, unless they make a distinction in the sounds, how will it be known what is piped or played? For if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? So likewise you, unless you utter by tongue words easy to understand, how will it be known what is spoken? For you will be speaking into the air." There are, it may be, so many kinds of languages in the world, and none of them is without significance. He doesn't say they're not real languages. He's saying they have to be used appropriately. Therefore, if I do not know the meaning of the language, I shall be a foreigner to him who speaks, and he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. Even so you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. In other words, you're not coming just so that you can personally be fulfilled. That needs to be done in your private prayer time. Listen, this is a whole new way of thinking about church. You come to church charged up. So many people come to church on their last leg spiritually. They come in tired. They're not charged up. They're not ready. They're not ready to receive. And in fact, the whole service is used to kind of get them back to being on top of things, but they didn't come in on the top. That's a terrible way to come to church. We need to come to church supercharged. We're already there. We're already tuned in. We're already edified. That way we can help create an atmosphere of worship as we worship together, singing the same words, we're on the same page, that we create an atmosphere where God can really encourage people and speak to people in that corporate atmosphere. Now, he says, therefore, verse 13, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. In other words, when you're praying in other tongues, you don't know what you're saying. The people around you, in most cases, don't know what you're saying. Occasionally, there'll be someone present who understands maybe the language you might be praying in. But most of the time, that is not the case. Now, God does not override the human will and make us pray in the Holy Spirit. So sometimes people say, I had to. I had to pray in the Holy Spirit. I had to bust out and pray. No, you didn't. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14, 32, the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. In other words, the Holy Spirit doesn't make you do anything. He is the helper. He has not changed roles. We're the doers. We're the actors. He's the director. He's the helper. 
You go to see a movie, you don't go to see the director. You don't see the director, he's behind the scenes. You see the actor. The actor is the one doing what he's doing. But make no mistake about it, that director is making a big impact on that actor, charting his course, helping him to convey an attitude, an emotion, a feeling, a sense. He is working behind the scenes to help the actor to do what he needs to do. And that's exactly what the Holy Spirit does in us when we pray in the Spirit. We'll pick up here tomorrow. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.